Good evening. So as we come out of the Easter season and the subsequent solemnities, we find ourselves rejoining ordinary time of our liturgical calendar. For it was back at February 14th that we last stood here on a Sunday, wearing green and celebrating these numbered Sundays. So since we're in cycle B of our calendar, we'll spend the rest of the year continuing to walk through this Gospel of Mark. Right at the beginning of the year, we heard read from this Gospel the proclamation that this is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. And now on this Sunday, we pick up with the Gospel by listening to two parables that describe what the kingdom of God is like. The challenge many Christians have is that we mistakenly thought of the kingdom of God as eternal life or the place we go to when we die. So before we dive into this gospel and the metaphors given to us today, I thought it would be best to take a few minutes to get a better understanding of what does this term kingdom of God actually mean? For it was and is the guiding image of the entire ministry of Christ. Here's what some people have to say. Spiritual teacher and writer Cynthia Bourgeau writes, Jesus would say that the kingdom of God is within you, but it's here and at hand, but it's now and not yet, that it's an experience accessible to you right now. In one of his many pieces regarding the kingdom of God, Franciscan Richard Rohr writes, Jesus teaches that right relationship that is love, is the ultimate and daily criteria. The social order allows and encourages strong connectedness between people and creation, people and each other, and people and God, then you have a truly sacred culture called the kingdom of God. It's not a world without pain or mystery, but simply a world where we are connected and in communion with all things. Kingdom is about union and communion, which means that it's also about mercy, forgiveness, nonviolence, letting go, solidarity, service, and lives filled with love, patience, and simplicity. Author and activist Lisa Sharon Harper describes it this way. Evidence of the presence of the kingdom of God is thick wherever and whenever People stand on the promise of God that there's more to this world, more to this life than we see. There is more than getting over, getting by, or getting mine. There's more than the brokenness, the destruction, and this, this despair that threaten to wash over us like the waters of the deep. There's a vision of a world where God cuts through the chaos, where God speaks and there is light. It's a vision where love is binding every relationship together. The theologian and author Brian McLaren has thought deeply and practically about what Jesus means when he speaks of the kingdom of God. He views it as synonymous with the gospel itself when he writes, Jesus proposed a radical alternative, a profoundly new framing story that he called good news, which brings hope, healing, joy, an opportunity. The term kingdom of God is at the heart and center of Jesus' message in word and deed. As a member of a little colonized nation, 
Jesus burst into the scene with the scandalous message, the time has come, rethink everything. A radically new kind of empire is available. The kingdom of God has arrived. Open your minds and hearts like children to see things freshly in this new way. Follow me and my words and enter into this new way of living. So using some of these insights into the kingdom of God, we turn to today's gospel. And we hear that the kingdom is like a mustard seed. It's the smallest of all seeds, and yet once planted, grows rapidly into a bush that's 10, 12 feet or more tall. We often will hear a number of explanations of this metaphor regarding the seed, such how love and faith can begin small with nourishment, can grow and grow, which is all good. I think we need to take a second look at this parable and for the agricultural crowd listening to this story, because they know all too well the mustard seed, it's an invasive weed. It's the last thing anyone would want in their fields. A farmer would not only want to get rid of such a plant, but also rid themselves of the birds that are nesting in these, in these bushes and eating a good seed. So no one in their right mind would ever sow mustard seeds, unless you're God. Remember, in today's parables, Christ is describing the kingdom of God. He's describing God's love. And like the sower who casts the mustard seeds that are rejected by most, this parable reminds us that God's love encompasses all people. During our darkest moments, divine love can change us from feeling rejected to feeling special, from feeling broken to feeling mended, from feeling abandoned to feeling connected. God's love reaches the red and the blue, the black and the white, the gay and the straight, the divorced, the depressed, the homeless, the jobless, the immigrants, and the addicted. And lastly, I point you to the opening of today's gospel. When Jesus describes the kingdom of God as seed that's scattered on the land, that will sprout and grow and will yield fruit that will be harvested. Oh, my brothers and sisters, it's the kingdom of God requires you and me to be doing the planting. But the kingdom of God is an evolving new world order. It's a new age. It's a promised hope, which all began in the teaching and the ministry of Christ. But it has to continue through us and with us and in us and frankly, despite us. So the seeds that you and I plant, it really matters. And after these past 18 months of the pandemic, as well as so much unrest within our social and political and financial fabric of our country, as we return to all being back together, together again in church, as we begin to move through this post-pandemic period, as we mourn the death of over 600,000 just in our country alone due to COVID, what seeds do you and I need to be planting? Because let's face it, we can't be surprised by the fruit we bear or that our family will bear or that our community will bear or that our country will bear if we continue to plant 
the same seeds as we did before. For if we truly want different fruit that will benefit our children and their children and their children's children, then we need to be planting different seeds, gospel-based seeds, that it will expand what Jesus began, that will treat all humans with dignity, that will give reverence to all of creation. For indeed, this is the time of fulfillment. This is the time to be planting new seeds that we then need to nurture so that they will bear fruit rooted in the Gospels, fruit that will spread the good news, fruit that will bring forth divine love. For indeed, the kingdom of God is at hand.